This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon, this is Front Row on The Bigger Picture and I'm Juliet Jacobs. The Titi Mera Collective are celebrating their 8th anniversary with a group exhibition titled Simulacrum, which means something that looks like or represents something else. So featuring the works of 18 artists, including core members of the collective and invited artists, the exhibition is currently running until the end of this month and I'm going to find out more about both the exhibition and the collective from multidisciplinary artist Ajim Jaksta and Blank, whose works are also featured in the exhibition. Welcome, gentlemen. How are you today? Hi. Good. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me today. So really, it's a real pleasure to have you both on the show. Um, so I guess, you know, I always like to start interviews with visual artists to kind of ask, you know, were there any sort of definitive moments in your life, you know, that sort of led you to becoming an artist? Um, maybe you can share, you know, your own stories with us. Uh, who would like to go first? Uh, I can Ajib? go first, yeah. Okay. For me, I, I studied architecture back then and after graduated, then worked for a couple of years. Then I just find that that's not the the field that I wanted to be in. So I quit my job one day, uh, tender a notice and I went to exhibitions. I just decided to do visual arts as a career mm-hmm. and that was 2009. And since then, I've been an artist for more than 12 years now. Okay. And no looking back, right? No looking back. <laughs> yeah. And how about for you, Blank? Uh, yeah, I've been an artist plus minus about 10 years as well. I think so. Since 2011. So 11. Whoa. Right. 11 uh, years? Yeah, more yeah. than wow. a decade already. Yeah. So since um, university, I started dabbling with the arts. Uh, mm-hmm. I started out as a street artist, but not really graffiti, but more towards like wheat pasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Uh, from that practice, I slowly drifted towards uh, uh, gallery spaces. Yeah, and actually, Ajim kind of like picked me up from the streets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've been working with Titi Mera and eventually ended up being part of the collective as well. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so. excellent. And um, both of you identify as multidisciplinary artists. Can you tell me about that? You know, what are some of the different sort of art that you guys dabble in? Uh, maybe Ajim, you can okay. start? For me... Uh, because I, I was a musician first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I performed in, in a band called Juxtapose. So that's why the, the moniker Juxta came from, Ajim Juxta. Mm-hmm. So it was an all-siblings band. Then sometimes we do organize our own gigs. So I designed the covers, the, the album covers, the posters. And then I write and compose songs too. Mm-hmm. So uh, until now, I still write uh, for another band called Skumpulan Orangila. Okay. So I still write, write lyrics and do design for them. And apart from using using back all the paintings. So it's I think that's where the multidisciplinary come from. Uh, basically, but it all relates back to me right. anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's for me. And all yeah. with an artistic sort of yes, uh, yes. Yeah, background yeah. to it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So design, uh, visual art, um, writing, music. Yeah. And I, t- I, t- I still do all that. But just that uh, painting is the main main art form that I focus on, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Excellent. And how about for you, Blank? Uh, for me, I think almost the same as well. I mean, I don't sing. Uh, <laughs> I don't write lyrics, but I've kind of like focus my artwork on um, interaction with different uh, people from different fields as well. So I really work with poets, I work with uh, musicians and of course I create album covers and all that. But 
as time goes on, of course, you find new ways of expressing yourself. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to put myself into a box where I say I'm a particular type of artist. Um, rather, I like to use the word creative sometimes as well. So it opens up more opportunities like in wherever I want to go yeah. in the future. Yeah. yeah. So um, since 2021, 2022, I'm slowly moving into research-based uh, art as well. Mm-hmm. So... Not really sure what will come out from it, but uh, let's see. Yeah, let's see. The, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that too. Yeah, so you do. Is finish. it like sort of like local research? I mean, what kind of research are you talking about? Uh, currently, my main drive as an artist is always uh, around themes of temporality. Okay. Right. So in time, entropy, etc. So currently, it's focused on local history. But mm-hmm. of course, not just local as in Kuala Lumpur or Malaysia, but maybe in the Southeast Asian region. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so slowly um, I'm getting more and more archival uh, research done and then it would probably lead to something in the future. I haven't decided yet what it would be and what form it would be. Okay. But yeah, it, this is in the early preparation process. Okay, okay, I'm rushing you here, right? By making you tell. But okay, we look forward <laughs> to, to finding out what that's going to be like. But yeah. the other thing is that I'm always interested in finding out is um, process, you know, the description of how mm-hmm. one gets there, you know, how artists, you know, whatever uh, art form that you pursue, how you arrive at what you consider your final form. Um, I mean, what can you tell me about your process? For uh, me, uh, for my process, there's no definitive final form because sometimes, uh, because my writings and, and paintings correlate to each other and sometimes it started with the writings first, the anagrams, the, the, the phrases that sure. I write and then it turned to illustration and paintings and vice versa. So it's just a matter of how you want to present it at the end. Mm-hmm. Let's say if you want to put something at the exhibition as a painting, then then that's the final form. But uh, for the past couple of years, even the painting doesn't end there because I will just keep continuing produce writings, uh, songs or another painting just to to accommodate that, that process. So it's a never-ending process okay. maybe until when I say it stopped somewhere maybe because if you work with someone else that's when you have to put a stop let's say you collaborate with someone and you need to have a goal uh, the, the end product right yeah. so so that's when we stop but usually it, it will just you know stops at painting mm-hmm. or a lyric of a song mm-hmm. and then it depends on, on, on it, when you decide to collaborate or to produce even more and it transformed to something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it's yeah. ever sort of Yeah, it's, it's like a cycle. It just keep evolving. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's just that when you put it in a gallery then it, it stays uh, in a in a certain form so that people can consume it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and yeah. do you when you create something and a work of art or maybe a visual art, right? Uh, does it matter to you that uh, you know, folks are open to interpretation or, you know, you want them to sort of understand what it is you put out there. I mean, is that important to you? I, I think that is something that us artists, that I believe we have to let go. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. let go of the, the interpretations that they have because I think that's when the, the, the conversation gets interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. Because people might see or understand uh, what you do differently. So I let go, I think. I, I think that's the, the, the sim- simplest answer that I can give. Yeah, I sure. let go. Let them have their own interpretations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because okay. sometimes the titles or whatever that you put out there is just can can act as a guide. So then, it depends on them. It depends on their understanding of the world or the knowledge that they have. 
so that they can interpret it as they like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how are you going to control that, isn't yeah, it, right? And, and, and who knows, right, the kind of uh, different sort of meanings that come to your work that yeah. you never even thought of, right, when you when you speak to people yeah. who have seen it, yeah. yeah. And and how about for you, Blank? You know, I mean, what a, what is your process like? Is there a process in that sense? Is there a final form? Yeah, um, like, as for me, I would say I'm kind of similar. At the same time, there's differences as well. I mean, being self-taught, um, I never really have like a kind of like a A to Z kind of way of interacting with my work as well. Uh, so whatever I created actually came from spaces where I experimented. Mm-hmm. So for example, I will find uh, materials which is uh, familiar to me and local. So um, for example, I'll go to a hardware shop and then find items which is what probably my parents have worked with before and then <laughs> I incorporate it into my work. Sure. And then um, as for my physical pieces, um, Usually, it'll be a melange of different techniques. So, for example, I have technique A, and then I plus with technique B, which creates technique C. Then I plus with technique A again, it becomes technique D, and so forth and so forth. <laughs> yeah, and then in, in the artwork, of, of course, it's, um, the way I would describe it is like uh, a conversation with the work. Mm-hmm. Whenever you work on it, uh, you yourself as an artist, you know uh, where you want it to go, but you, you don't like um, kind of like, Blend it all the way. Mm. You allow, confine it yeah, in that sense, right? Yeah, you have an idea of where or what might happen, but at the same time, you allow the work to grow. Yeah, like me, I, I'm, I'm an artist which is very focused on time. So um, I know that certain techniques will create certain effects, mm. but I couldn't control it fully. Mm. So the work itself would react back to what I'm doing. So uh, the conversation will continue, and then uh, when you reach a particular point where I would consider it to be full of meaning slash information that's when I would back off mm-hmm. yeah and working for peace as well uh, is always at a knife's edge because you could suddenly in, introduce a new element which just destroys the flow of conversation which the work was creating already yeah, yeah so um, it's difficult at the same time um, it takes practice but it's very fulfilling, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's excellent. And um, I, I want to talk a little bit about Titi Mera Collective, but let's mm. just go for one quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about that. I'm speaking today to Ajim Juxta. He's a multidisciplinary artist and also Blank, also a multidisciplinary artist. Their works are being featured in the group exhibition titled Simulacrum. Uh, that's happening over at Zan Gallery. We're going to find out more about that after this quick break. You're listening to Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. This is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. In the studio with me today are two multidisciplinary artists, Ajim Juxta and Blank. They are both part of a, a new exhibition called Simulacrum, which is done by the Titi Mira Collective, who are celebrating their eighth anniversary with this group exhibition. We're going to find out more about that after this. But first, let's talk a little bit about uh, Titi Mira Collective. So yes, uh, eight years old. Uh, yeah. Happy birthday. And uh, I know, Ajim, you were one of the uh, co-founders yes. of yeah. the collective. Yeah, tell me about that. So we, we founded the collective back in 2014, June 2014. Uh, that's me uh, and then Adi Putra Masri and also Latif Maulan. So the the other two co-founder, uh, basically the they're more like a senior artist uh, around that time mm. already. So I'm like the new guy that entered the <laughs> the, the the field, and I I think it was a uh, when they asked me to join. Uh, when we want to start the collective it, it started not as a collective actually it started as a space for you to to organize uh, exhibitions to sell your own work because 
uh, even back then, the ratio between like the amount of artists that we have in Malaysia and also the galleries and platforms are there's imbalance in it. Like not enough platforms. So that's why artists run space such as Titik Merah back then is uh, is important. Then then we we decided to maintain the space, but. After a while, it's, it started to garner attention from younger artists, mm. people such as Blank, you know, <laughs> like other artists like Karin Ko, Shabandi Samad, Alif Ahmad, and also Tommy Harry. They started drawn to us, and uh, I think we just decided to let's turn this platform into a collective instead, so that we're not tied to a space, but we it's more about the the community itself. So yeah, now it's been eight years and I think we have uh, close to 12 members. Some mm. of them are not even uh, full-time artists. Some of them, they, they stop practicing, but they're still teaching. Mm. They're still active in different fields. But that's why I see it it's more of a community rather than uh, all artists have to work for a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it's not necessary. Yeah. And yeah. what was it that, you know, attracted you, Blank, to to this, I guess, collective? If yeah, yeah. Um, as for me, I mean, as artist, sitting I, on the road, right? That's where I just <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a yes. bucket somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, as an artist, I always believe um, that each artist definitely have their own path that they would actually take. Yeah. So actually, I was quite against joining any groups or collectives. Mm. But the reason why I was drawn to uh, Titi Mira is because they use the word loose collective, so they don't dictate like terms. Sure. So basically, uh, you. I would like to see uh, Titik Merah like a platform, right? And as uh, Jim has mentioned, there's actually a gap in the market, right? You have um, people who just started out or are interested in um, art in general. And then you have really established artists which already work with uh, more established uh, galleries as well. Mm -hmm. So how do one transition between um, a newly, uh, someone who's interested in art or has been dabbling in the art to being an art, established uh, artist. Sure. So Titik Mera is actually uh, one of those spaces, right, which you as a person to could actually uh, get into and start exhibiting your works and start developing your own language. Like um, if I use myself as an example, when I first started out, um, I have a lot of ideas, but they weren't refined, right? You have uh, themes which you're interested in, but there wasn't like a space where you could actually start meeting other artists or meeting uh, gallery owners and create like a um, easily digestible um, version of what you are trying to say. So that takes experience and that experience can only be gathered through actually being part of the scene. Mm-hmm. So Titi Mera for me is a very, very welcome introduction um, to the art world and I hope that more people would start like thinking about Right, there need to be platforms which encourages more and more people to get engaged yeah. with the art world. Yeah, because it's amazing, you know, the Malaysian art scene is really, really yeah. nice. Yeah. It's a potential in that. Yeah, yeah, huge yeah. potential. And it's interesting, right? Because when you hear the word collective, you assume that everybody will sort of have a same sort of style, mm. or you know, you might, um, I don't know, maybe if you join it, you have to give up your own sort of artistic, uh, you no, know, uh, no. ideas or whatever to kind of conform. But that's completely the yeah. opposite of yeah. the, rea- yeah. of the reality. It's a loose collective, I think. That, mm-hmm. That's what. Yeah, As I think said, that yeah. that's the term that we 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 use to to approach like new members to join back mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. So basically, it gives them the freedom. But I think because for for some other collectives, they they always have manifesto, but we don't have a specific one. I think the the key is just to work together when you can, uh, contribute what you can, 
and and see uh, at, at the end of the day you are responsible for your own growth mm-hmm. even as a collective but individually you you have to do it on your own. only then you can contribute back to to the community or to the collective so yeah. i i believe that yeah uh, it starts uh with you as a person first mm-hmm. yeah And how does collaboration work in a collective such as uh, Titi Mira? How does it actually, how do you, yeah, because, you know, you said you bounce ideas off, you know, there's a lot of refining happening. How does it actually work? Yeah, um, I think before this, what we used to do is uh, we actually have like sessions where usually it starts with, you know, you go out to makan something, (laughs) to mama or something, or meet in the gallery because we have a gallery space in uh, TTDI. Mm -hmm. So from there, uh, we just throw ideas and then, Uh, once more because it's a loose collective everyone would have their own agendas already like they might have something else planned so whoever who could fit into the exhibition they would join right. and then there's no pressure whatsoever so whoever who wants who is interested to continue the exhibition they'll give their thoughts maybe we create a separate uh, whatsapp group and then we have conversations there we continue and then from there uh, we'll start like forming the exhibition okay Okay, yeah. sounds very collaborative. No sort of, it's not prescriptive in that sense. No. Right? Very yeah. collaborative. Uh, yeah. Just that sometimes for on my end, usually it'll be like a few of us managing the the programs. Of course. So okay. usually it's me, and then Blank will Im- get involved, and there's another artist, uh, Alice Han. Uh, so so she used to be a art art manager for for art spaces and collectives too, and then now she joined the collective, and she 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 has the role as a managing some parts of of the programs too okay, yeah okay. so i think everyone know what to contribute and what role that they can play i think that that's the the tricky part not everyone can get involved in in managing it okay yeah mm. all right and and having that space is also very important right because that's i guess where you guys can come together you know have your conversations ideas are sparked and and birthed as that yeah. is, <laughs> if i could use that word uh, am i right in saying that that the space yeah. is important as well yeah yeah, yeah. definitely and then sometimes it's, it doesn't have to fix to a space sometimes like yeah. like Blank said, like we just went to Mama. Sometimes okay. we yep. just like spend two, three hours like makan and also you know talk about what we, we okay what's next mm, uh, yeah. because uh, I think for the past two years uh, things been like slowed down for us and I think it's just picking up again. So yeah. And I mean, that's why we are coming yeah. to this exhibition, yes. right? Uh, Simulacrum. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, which, as I mentioned earlier, means something that looks like or represents something else. Why was this the chosen theme for this particular exhibition? I think it's, uh, yeah, blank, I think. Can, yeah, can so basically, um, we were talking about uh, what are the themes that could fit uh, the exhibition. Mm-hmm. So um, we were just reading about uh, Bodia's book, Simulation and Simulacra, right? Simulacra simulation, yeah. So um, an excerpt from the start of the book, which I really, really like, was, uh, I'm going to read this quote, Go all right? Yeah. So the simulacrum is uh, near that which conceals the truth. It is a truth which conceals that there is none. Simulacrum is true from Ecclesiastes. Okay, so what's interesting about this quote is, um, it seems to be a quote uh, from another source. Yeah. But in actuality, it's actually a fake quote. So the writer, Bodia, uh, kind of tried to prove uh, his concept of the simulacrum through this quote. It's a fake quote, but because we have no context of where it comes from, we just assume it's true. So uh, this, this same concept uh, we're trying to play with within 
uh, the exhibition, mm-hmm. right? So um, basically, when it comes to the simulacrum and simulation, it's uh, very important to divide uh, both things because there's a certain uh, distinction between both. Simulation is an imitation of what's real. As for simulacrum, um, it's a copy where all distinction of real has is lost. You can't know where it comes from or mm. the origin is from. Yeah, so basically from this uh, idea by Bodia, he's trying to prove that the reality that we live in today is, uh, you know, we have lost touch with what's real, right? Everything is going through uh, a filter, right? So when we think about certain objects, like for example, Apple, you know, even the name Apple today is removed from uh, the fruit. People think about the product, yeah. you know, even some, even say when you say Apple, people say an iPhone, an iPad, mm-hmm. right? So has no connection to the fruit, mm-hmm. right? So there's many examples I can give, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and why was yeah. that? Some yeah, carry on. Uh, we, oh, and then in relates in relation to the the theme and the exhibition itself, so because we try to find a theme that can cater back to like it, it, to make it more general. We we don't want to focus on a the theme then when all the artists have to focus on the theme itself. So somehow uh, during a, a conversation with Blank that we we found that the 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 theme itself similar chrome yeah it it does reflect all of us artists we 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 do that we represent something uh, we we do a representation or a simulation but I think the theme is interesting in the sense that we started talking about this and we have conversations about certain works certain ideas uh, you know like it doesn't matter whether you do it do an abstract painting yeah. or realism or conceptual, then you talk about what are the intentions of artists when they try to represent this, yeah. when they try to, to, to highlight certain subjects, certain issues or certain situation in their work. Mm-hmm. So I think instead of making people to see like the exhibition is about this theme, no, it's just a start for us to talk about it. Yeah, we don't actually know what we're seeing there, right? What is real? Yeah. <laughs> it's everything's so open I, I, to yeah, interpretation. That's why during the launch itself, like we have more conversations, people asking about the theme, the, right. the works, rather than, rather than just if if the theme is just apple, let's mm-hmm, say, mm-hmm. and everyone knows it's an apple, and then just okay, we talk about apples. That's it, <laughs> mm. right? But we talk about specific works and and how does the artist relate to it? How does the audience relate? it again mm-hmm. and those could be two completely contrasting yes. things yes. isn't it yes okay excellent so so I, I mean it's really a very very interesting concept and i'm sure that you know you've been getting a lot of interesting conversations as well from folks who've been coming to see it um but tell me about the artists themselves mm-hmm. who are featured so both of you you've you've both got works uh, in the yep. exhibition i mean what are your works that are uh, that are featured um for myself, I produce a, a few abstract pieces, um, but instead of doing the usual ones that where there's a representation of buildings or structures or the landscape, it, it's more of a distilled element of those the previous works. Okay. So it's more about the 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 texture, the mood, the emotion instead. So I think it, it became more introspective for me. Okay. So I think it's a bit hard to describe. I understand. Words. I understand. So yes. I, I I hope everyone who, who went to the show that can can actually have a look and yeah experience and, it. Yes, yeah. and see what is their reality from it. And how about for you, Blank? I mean, yeah, what, what have work, you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my work is basically an abstract work as well. <laughs> okay. Right. Um. 
So the idea behind the work is actually talking about temporality once more, um, but in the sense where um, usually when we talk about time, we always assume the clock, right? We always see a clock and then we say that's the measure of time. So time is one minute, time is one second, time is an hour. But in reality, I mean, it's just a representation of what time is. Mm. So basically my work is trying to encourage or have a conversation with other viewer of how there are many, many different interpretations of what time could be and how time could be different from one person to another, how we experience time especially. So um, uh, that's the whole concept behind the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, interesting. And how about the other artists yes. uh, that you okay. can tell me so, about? So there's like 18 artists. Uh, we managed to get a balance of uh, nine male artists, nine female artists, and then also a balance of uh, half of it are actually part of the collective. The other half is uh, they are invited artists. Hmm. So I think I just gave a, a list. Like uh, it starts with Adi Putra Masri and then Ajim Jasta, myself, and then there's Fatullah Lokman, Karin Ko, Shabandi Samad, Blank, Homeke, Enku Iman. Uh, Alice Khan Amir Azizan Arifin um, Amalia Shakira uh, Sharul Zahran Izati Suza Sky Tara and Disfik so basically all these artists are, some of them they just started some some of them it, it, this is considered like their first exhibitions for oh, a couple wow. of them okay. like Disfik and Sky so they just started doing art uh, during pandemic Okay. So I think this is the, the part where I scouting through Instagram, I saw interesting works and I feel like, oh, this fit the theme, then then why not approach them? And mm. and I think it's it's good to see how they're also eager to to take part. And that's the purpose of Titimera from the start. It's not just about catering for the those who already an artist, but to introduce new talents too. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah. so you didn't sort of tell them the theme, like, oh, this is simulacrum. They, it was based on on existing bodies of work, and you've kind yeah. of put it together. Who was the curator for this exhibition? Uh, I won't call. Is there a curator? As a, no. Uh? no okay. Such thing as okay. curator for this show. It's sure. more about organizing. Uh, maybe we can use the word curating. Okay. But we're not curators. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That, that's how I see it. Yeah. So we manage the show, yeah. organize the show. When it comes to tax, I always go back to blank mm. to help, uh, you know, to come up with the writings, introductions about about the, the theme. Me, I'm more like managing like the, the talents, the artists, the artworks, sure. and then and to put together. Yeah. Okay. And and various different mediums of work? Or yes. Yeah? Uh, we, um, we have abstract uh, pieces, mm-hmm. uh, realism, uh, some of them like a bit pop serialist uh, and then we have digital works uh, by by a couple of them so I, I think this is where we try to also highlight like it not just um, original pieces we can have like additions too okay. so like Anku Iman mm-hmm. uh, she produced a, a print that she she produced during pandemic and then we have uh, Alice Han who produced a uh, digital art so she uses photoshop and ai to to to, to produce the work so it's just it, it's it's prints digital prints but we we started to get to get like uh, good feedbacks about all these digital works too so 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, different yeah, consumers, just, different things. Yes. That, yes. And I think it just yeah. uh, appeals to a much wider audience this yes, way, isn't yes. it? Okay. Excellent. And um, I'm guessing everything is for for sale, isn't yes, it? Yes. Well, everything right? is for sale. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, what what excites you most about this whole exhibition? I mean, what was I guess your your like the moment where you're like, oh wow, this is really something, and you're very proud of it. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, because there's a lot of work into it. Like, the past couple of months, just try to get everything together. That's one. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm looking forward to the 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 new artists. Like, what are they going to do after yeah. this? Because when they get like some manage to get sales. And some of them managed to like get like good feedbacks from other artists or other the audience. So I want to see where are they going after this. And then for us, the collective, uh, it's we wanted to do more. Okay. Uh, so the next one will be like a toy exhibition oh, at okay. uh, our space at uh, at Gradia Studio, Tamantun. So. It's, it'll, it'll just it'll just keep the ball rolling after this, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's the intention to okay. to, to be active again. It's been yeah. tough, right? These last two years, it must have yes, been really hard yes. for. I'm, I'm just assuming also for the both of you, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. I so things are looking up. Yep, very uh, much so. Very much. Yeah, mm-hmm. lots more. Yeah. Um, I guess more opportun- shows, more. Yeah. yeah, I think after like April, since until now, is basically everything's beginning to like come back yeah. to normal. More exhibitions, more shows, everything, right? Yeah. Concerts. And what are you guys currently working on for, uh, after this exhibition? How about for you, Blank? Uh, me, I'll probably be working on my next solo okay. exhibition. Mm-hmm. Um. It should be happening sometime around September. Okay. So more details coming soon. Okay. All right. We'll speak to you then uh, before then. How about for you, Ajim? I'm working for something like that too. Okay. But uh, nothing's fixed yet for, for the dates. But also I'll be busy working with bands, working for my own music project and and maybe publishing some of my writings too. Okay. So lots of things to look forward to. Very exciting. And um, the exhibition is uh, happening now and is going to go on right up till the 31st of July, correct? And it's uh, so there's paintings, there's sculptures, digital works, as you mentioned. I understand works range from 300 ringgit to 12,000 ringgit. So there's something for everyone there Mm -hmm, pretty much, right? Uh, And it's happening at Zan Art Space, which is over in PJ. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What are the opening hours? Would you know? Um, uh, I think ten until five p.m. They close time. quite early, and I think they then, I think from Monday to Saturday. Okay. So yeah. Is that the school right? In yeah, Jaya it's at the school yeah. Jaya One. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, both of you, uh, for joining me today. Any last message you'd like to leave our listeners with? Anything um, at all? I think. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy the show. I think I think that that's what we can say as an artist. I hope you enjoy the show and hopefully it it can it can inspire more like people to you know to appreciate art or even to start maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we will be having an artist talk as well. Uh, it's on the sixteenth. We will have a, a sharing. Uh, on the sixteenth, eleven a.m. Uh, at Zanat Space. So some of us, the artists, will be there and it's open for public. Okay. Yeah. Um, Blank will be there. Yeah, Ajimi will be there. Okay. Yes, excellent. All yeah. right. So if, we, if folks want to meet you, sixteenth uh, of July. Yeah. Yes. And it's uh, uh, just open to anyone. Yes. Do you need yes. to register or anything like no, that? No. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. I think it depends on the the space. How much ah. we can 
Zan Space uh, Facebook and uh, and then Titek Merah Collective for Instagram. Mm-hmm. And what about your personal art? Oh what? yeah, you can just search for Ajim Jaksta and Blank Malaysia for okay. for both our like individual pieces. Yeah, okay. mostly on Instagram, right? Yes, mostly okay. on Instagram. Not yet TikTok, lah, huh? No, not, not yet. Quite, not not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Uh, and if you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always download the podcast at bfm.my or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.